if I'm not taking care of what I have, it's very unlikely he or she is going to come back to you and leave alone. They're not coming back to you. They're not going to refer you to anybody. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate. And Follow-Up Boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals, or you can follow up with your investors, and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners, then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The Follow-Up Boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow Up Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. Best ever listeners, I'm excited to introduce you to our newest host that we're bringing on to the team. His name is Slocum Reed, along with myself and Ash. Slocum will be providing value to every interview he does. I've known Slocum for years and I've watched his portfolio continue to grow He currently owns and operates 65 units, including converting three units into an office building. So he's an owner-operator. He's coming from certainly a different perspective than I have. I know he's going to bring his expertise and cut through the fluff and get the best real estate investing advice ever for you. So welcome, Slocum Reed. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Slocum Reed, and I'm here with Vish Muni. Vish is joining us from Belton, Texas. He's the founder of PGL Properties, which syndicates Class B and Class C properties. He's a GP on over 430 doors and LP on almost 700 doors. Vish, can you start us off with a little more about your background and what you're currently focused on? Well, thank you, Slocum, for having me on your show. Well, I used to be an IT person for 15 years. And about 10 years back, me and my wife decided to start a real estate company called Duplexaholics. I mean, it is for primarily for investing in only duplexes. Our goal was to buy one duplex a year for 10 years. And when we started, we bought one duplex a year, the first year, second year, third year. Then the fourth year, we bought a fourplex. And the fifth year, we bought a single family home. And then we hit a wall. And the rest next Next five years, I managed to continue with the business in spite of all the financial challenges. But on the year 10, I decided to take a step back and to see what are we doing wrong. And people talk about 
having a fantastic lifestyle after investing in real estate. And out here, I'm 10 years into it. And all I've been doing is having problems of the problems in terms of finance. So that is how I discovered something called syndication. And this was 2019. And that is when everything changed. I decided to stop chasing too many rabbits. So I gave up my IT job and decided to focus full time into multifamily investments. That's been my That was in 2019 after 10 years of going the owner-operator route. Yes. As a duplexaholic. Yeah, duplexaholics. (laughs) So we still have that company. We still have a single family portfolio. But my entire focus has shifted that. I tell people I'm a slow learner. It took me 10 years to decide what I was doing may not work in the long run. Gotcha. So you're based out of Texas. What areas are you currently investing in or what areas are you looking to invest in? Well, the properties which I've invested so far has all been in central Texas. Within Texas, there's a Texas Triangle. Unlike Bermuda Triangle, this is a Texas Triangle. Nothing vanishes and nothing goes missing. So it consists of San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, and Houston. I'm right in the middle of the triangle. And more than 80% of the Texas population is in three major cities. So all my investments are within this triangle. What I'm looking at investing is this because it is a syndication, so it really doesn't matter where the property is going to be. As long as I partner with the right partners, that's what is going to happen. But going forward, I'm open to investing in Atlanta, Florida, and the Carolinas. Gotcha. Okay. Are you primarily investing in Texas right now because of the proximity to you? Yes. Right now, that is what it is. Because since I just got started a year back, and right now I'm looking at... uh, primarily Texas market, but that doesn't stop me from looking at other locations. So in the last two to three years, you have been the general partner on 432 units. How many properties is that? That is four properties. So a quicker pace than one a year. Are they all around that hundred door mark? Well, one of them is at 232 mark and the rest of them are all at 65 to 70 units. And of those four properties, three of them are in Texas and one property is in Omaha, Nebraska. And these are four different uh, operators I partnered with on the year one. Because since I was getting into the business, I was open to partnering with till I have my own team. So that is how I partnered with four different operators. But it's all good. Gotcha. So four deals in your first couple of years partnering with operators. Tell us a little more about how those partnerships work out. What is it that you're bringing to the partnership? And what is it that you're looking for from an operator? Well, there are a couple of things what you look for from an operator. Number one, I believe strongly in educating myself in whatever I'm doing. And being 10 years on my own taught me a lot of things. That is number one is to educate myself, educate, educate, educate. Number two is have a mentor because I don't want to spend another 10 years only to learn that things don't work. So I educated myself and I have a mentor. Number three is all about relationships. Everything is about relationships. So these are the three things I would not deviate from. I focus on these three things. Now, all these different operators, what do I look for in operators? Number one is how long have they been in business? 
and what kind of a business, how many full cycle have they done and at what level are they investing in and what are the locations, what are the track record. Now, if I were to work with them, how comfortable am I going to be? Because if I'm going to talk to someone to invest in my deal, they're investing in the deal because of me, not because of the deal. If the deal itself is good, and if they don't like me, they're not going to put money in the deal. So it comes back to the relationships. So that is one thing what I've been looking for in all the operators. What is their track record? How long have they been doing it? Which are the markets? And do they fulfill all the promises what they've made? And that is how I got onto these deals. And who are all these operators? The ones with whom I built relationships over a period of time. I met with them on several locations. And I would not invest with any operator if I don't know them. If I am not convinced with them in the first place, if I'm not going to invest in their deals, I'm not going to ask my investors to invest. Vish, so you focus primarily on capital raising, then on identifying operators you can partner with who give you the opportunity to deploy capital? Yes. Gotcha. 10 years as an owner-operator, how large did your portfolio get before you got into syndication? I had five duplexes and two fourplexes and four single-family homes. Gotcha. So which of the skills that you developed as an owner-operator prior to syndication have been the most valuable to you now that you're focused on capital raising for syndication deals? So number one, I always liked networking. So the networking, I had to step up a notch with terms of networking. Earlier, I used to network with five different people. Now the same five different people are not going to make a cut. So I had to spread myself in terms of what platforms I'm going to be in and education. So I need to improve my networking skills. That is number one. Number two is relationships. I used to probably work with three or four financial institutions earlier. Now with the multifamily, I need to take the same relationships to a different level because the game has changed. It's not me anymore. It's a whole team of people. The volume of transaction, it's not a million dollars anymore. It could be a 20 million or a $15 million deal. So the relationships also, everything changed. I hope I answered your question. Was that your question or I deviated? (laughs) Yes. You've talked a lot about the value of building relationships and networking. Are there any particular aspects of operating as an owner operator that you found have translated very well and very importantly into being a capital raiser? So number one, identify people who are really good at what they're doing and let them do their job. Don't micromanage them because I learned it the hard way when a property manager fired me as an owner. So I decided not to micromanage. If I'm going to delegate something to someone, let them do it. I'm not going to micromanage. And in terms of relationships, people like to know whether they can trust me or not before they do anything. And I don't need to sell them into anything as long as they trust me and like me what I'm doing. I just need to influence them in the right way and educate them. Gotcha. The 232 units, significantly larger than your others, is it the most recent deal you've done? My recent deal was last October, which we closed on 75 unit deal in in Lake Conroe, Texas. 232 unit deal was almost a year. It was back in March uh, 2021. 
that was scheduled to close in 2020 and a lot of things did not go as planned just after of Thanksgiving course. and the holidays came up and the New Year's and then Texas had a snowstorm and two of the buildings collapsed and the insurance came. So it finally closed after four months. So that was last March. So that was the biggest deal so far. And the latest deal was 75 unit deal. Gotcha. You just brought up something I wanted to ask about, Bish, because we're recording this in early February of 2022. And Texas has been hit with another snowstorm, not as dramatic to my understanding as the one in late 2020, early 2021. But have these weather events in Texas recently, the cold weather events, affected the way that you underwrite your deals in Texas? Well, you're going to add a little more CapEx items to that. And then also when we're doing the due diligence, pay a little more attention to the roofing and the piping and wiring and anything which you think that it might get affected, pay a closer attention to that. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. What's holding you back from getting into apartment building deals? Is it knowledge, fear, inability to take action, lack of support? If it's any of these things, then I suggest you consider Deal Maker Mentoring with Michael Blanc. Michael's program is the most effective program to help you syndicate your first apartment building deal. During Deal Maker Mentoring, you'll work directly with one of Michael's experienced mentors who have successfully replaced their income with apartment buildings. They've already done what you want to do, which is become financially free. So in addition to providing their own syndication experience, They've been trained in Michael's unique deal maker blueprint designed to help you do your first deal and become financially free just like them in the next one to three years. To find out more, text the word Joe to 66866. I know Michael's going to get you to where you'd like to be. Again, text the word Joe to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind and let's get you started with your own syndication business. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Are you adjusting your insurance expectations? Well, yes. So when I'm underwriting, we are probably adding another 20, 10 to 20% to the underwriting template. Gotcha. And when you, with the largest deal a little over a year ago in the most recent 75 unit. Are you underwriting to the five-year hold? Yes, I've not been underwriting because my role in these all these deals has been as a participating in the due diligence and also risk capital and also bringing capital to the deal. And I do look at the underwritings, but primarily I'm not underwriting these deals. Gotcha. Focused on raising capital. Yeah. And you've talked about the emphasis that right. you put on networking to build relationships. Right. Vish, what is your favorite way to network? 
Well, it's very easy to network because I use a simple formula called Ford. Ford as an automobile Ford. And anyone can use that formula. I'm going to speak about it. So F in the Ford stands for family. And O in the Ford stands for occupation. R stands for recreation. And D stands for dreams. If you just focus on these four in no specific order, everyone has a family they want to talk about anytime. People wouldn't stop talking about the family the minute you ask them. And occupation, everybody says is that they like the job, they don't like the job, they want to switch, everything. And recreation, I don't know of any person who doesn't like something. Everyone loves sports. Talk about sports, which game they like. So if you don't know something, that's fine. Ask them to teach you about it. They'll be excited to teach you. And dreams, everyone has a dream. Unless you ask them to specify, they won't talk about it. So just use a simple formula to to connect with people. And once you connect and make sure you follow up on that. If you don't follow up, it's of no use because I'm a Texas realtor also. And then I also need to connect with people all the time. And there are multiple locations people can connect to. There's no one specific location. You could go out for a drink and you could meet somebody. You could go out to a workout and you could meet somebody there. So just stick to this Ford principle. You can connect anytime, all the time. I have a friend who likes to say that someone who talks about themselves is egotistical. Someone who talks about things is boring, but someone who talks about you is a brilliant conversationalist. (laughs) Ford, Family Occupation Recreation Dreams. That's an acronym I've come across several times, Vish. When it comes to networking, are you primarily looking to meet people on online platforms? Are you attending conferences? Are you attending local meetups? What are your tactics for getting in front of people to have the opportunity to have that conversation and build a relationship? Well, in terms of the order of meeting people or building relationships, I would say meeting people online is the last. So the first is I'd like to meet people in person. So most of the events in Texas, I try to be there in person. I like to shake hands with people with whom I want to do business or with whom I want to build relationships with. That is number one. Number two is local meetups. Yes, I'm most of the time I'm there. And the last is the meetups, online meetups. Because online meetups, I feel it's like Facebook friends. You ask anybody, everybody has 500 to 1,000 friends. But if you walk by the same person on the street, he or she wouldn't say hello to you. Even if you go talk to them, they'll say this guy is weird. There's something wrong with him. He's walking up to me and wants to shake hands. But it is the same person. So I don't, uh, online is good, but I think I wouldn't depend only on that. I'd like to meet people in person. And where do I meet these people? Everywhere. They're everywhere because I belong to something called Toastmasters. I meet people there. Meet people at the Lions Club I'm a member of. I meet there. And you go to a fitness center, you meet people there. So they're everywhere. It's just that, I need to step out of my zone and to meet them because nobody's going to walk to me and say, hello, nice to meet you. That makes a lot of sense. Tell me, what is the number one lesson you've learned thus far in your syndication deals? Disclosure. Number one, disclose what it is. Speak out as it is. Don't sugarcoat on things because it'll come back to bite you. And be honest and upfront with what is happening because I'm playing with other people's money. So, the best is to be honest 
and educate people all the time. Let them come to a point to say, you educated me too much. Don't give me any more information because sooner or later, they're going to come back to you and tell you, you did not tell this to me. But that is why from the day one, educate them, be transparent, speak out, tell things as it is. If deal is not going to work out, tell them no, deal is not going to work out. Because before anything, people want to know if I have any skin in the game or I'm just selling them something. So that is what I would do. And if you do things right, you don't need to sell it to them. They're going to invest in you. Because what I feel is I need to take care of one relationship at a time for me to get to 10. Because if I'm not taking care of what I have, it's very unlikely he or she is going to come back to you and leave alone. They're not coming back to you. They're not going to refer you to anybody. Vish, you've successfully executed, opened on four syndication deals in the last couple of years focusing on raising capital and raising that capital primarily through networking, building relationships, making sure that you're focusing on the person with whom you're meeting, not yourself, and their family occupation, recreation, and dreams, but also their goals and their aspirations for investing. And you said that one of the most important lessons you've learned is to be upfront, be honest, disclose, don't sugarcoat. This is very helpful advice. Are you ready for our best ever lightning round? Yes. Vish, what is your best ever way to give back? Well, I belong to Lions Club in Temple where I live and I'm a certified vision screener. That is one way. I do vision screening for people who can't afford to get their eyes checked. That's number one. Hmm. And then I always look for opportunities to volunteer and me and my wife are big time into charity and donations and to help people educate more than anything because people could have all the money in the world but if they're not educated they're not good they're going to lose that money pretty fast and education alone would change people's lives so we try to educate or we try to donate to education centers and also once a year me and my wife and my daughter we cook about five to 10 lasagnas to donate it to the homeless shelters close by. What is the best ever book you recently read? I've read several books. I think what uh, sticks to me every day is by Tom Wheelwright. And he's uh, written this book called uh, Tax-Free Wealth, which I read three times. And then Robert Kiyosaki's book is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And there's another book called Unfair Advantage. But the tax-free wealth is so far tops my list. You know, I catch myself quoting tax-free wealth by Tom Wheelwright all the time, especially with people who are not in real estate and don't understand what we're doing and don't understand the advantages, the the tax advantages of what we're doing. I end up quoting that book way more often than I expected when I first read it. Vish, what is your best ever advice? Well, I tell people to join a mastermind group. That is number one. Number two, get a mentor. Because these two things alone would change their life or to change their investment strategy in whatever they're doing. Because in the 10 years, I didn't have either of them. I didn't have a mastermind group. So I thought whatever I was doing is the best thing. And I didn't have a mentor. So now that is my advice to anybody. I tell them, join a mastermind group. And number two is go get a mentor. But these two are expensive. But the 10 years is more expensive than these two. Vish, where can people get in touch with you? Well, they can look me up on LinkedIn. 
as is a wish, V-I-S-H-M-U-N-I. And that is the best way they can reach me because LinkedIn messaging is the best way I would reach out to them faster than text messages. Excellent. Well, best ever listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you've gotten value from this episode, please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a five-star review, and please share this episode with a friend so that we can add value to them through our podcast too. Thank you and have a best ever day. Thank you, Shlokam.